Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. tuning in to another segment on dream interpretation. I wanted to uh, address a question that I've recently been asked, and uh, that was, uh, will you be giving psychic readings? And the answer to that is this. Uh, Wednesday segments, we go on the air at 3 p.m. Eastern each Wednesday. It's geared towards dream interpretation. However, often, as I'm interpreting a dream, I can slip into reading mode and get into someone's head, or if if the dream is about um, a deceased loved one, they may come through, and they may have a message for you. In which case, it kind of segues into different talents that I have, and in that manner, it becomes pretty much like a psychic reading and a dream interpretation. However, with the interpretation as a foundation to additional information that comes through. And that can be a lot of fun, and a lot of unexpected things can happen. So, um... Just be open to whatever does come through. Just know that in any interpretation, um, what you need to hear is the message from the dream, and then I support that um, with respect, and uh, I would never embarrass you. So anyway, so I'm going to go to the phones, and if you would like to call in and ask either a general question or tell me a dream and ask for my assistance in helping you understand it, Dial area code 347-934-0751. I would also like to mention that our sponsor for this segment is David A. Dunn, author of the book, Get Life Right. If you would like to become a volunteer in that you can receive free books to put in public areas such as a hospital waiting room, a medical practice, uh, public transportation, a break room at work, you can go to the website, getliferight.com, and learn how you can become a volunteer and a recipient of free books. He is on a mission to place it forward, and that is the name of the campaign. So thank you, David, for your continued support. I appreciate it. So now I am going to dive in and go to the phones, and we're going to have a really good time. Going to area code 904. Hi, this is Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. You're on the air. and What is your name? Oh, thank you. Susie. Susie. Okay, Susie. And did you have a dream you'd like me to help you with? I do. Um, Last night was a pretty busy night with dreams. The first one that I had was um, I was going home, and my home was this beautiful, beautiful home in the woods, almost exactly like uh, the Cullens' home in the movie Twilight, in the Twilight series. 
And my neighbors, who had a real dump of a house um, and always kept to themselves, were just about to leave. So I stayed in my car because I was curious as to what was going on in the house. And the husband left in an old white beat-up van, and then Mm. the wife was behind him in an old white beat-up van. And I could see through the windows, and there were uh, the van was filled with dog cages with dogs uh, who were in very bad shape and distressed. And I decided that I was going to go in their garage to see what was going on. So I went in there, and there were more dog cages and more distressed animals and some uh, newborn puppies uh, where the mother had been taken away, and they were on the floor, and the floor was dirty, and they were lying in their own excrement, and it it looked Mm. like the floor was just covered. Mm -hmm. And... I called the police. I went home and called the police, and they said there wasn't anything that they could do about it. And then I was immediately in the police department, and I said, this is not right. This, you know, this has been going on probably for a very long time. And they said, we can't do anything about it. And so I left, really kind of pissed off. And I went home, and I was walking across the lawn the front lawn to the house and then there was this this man that was with me and I knew that he was my fiance and his he was on the right and his sister was on the left and we were going towards the house and uh, we went in and we were going to go out to dinner so I grabbed my sweater and I was going through the house and closing all the doors now all all of the doors to the different rooms in the house were glass and um, you know, with a with a wood frame around it, but the center was glass. And I was locking everything. I went to the kitchen. I went to all the bedrooms. I closed everything up. And I came back to the front door. And she, I had previously given her a key to the front door of the house. But that key, which I did not tell her, opened all of the rooms, all of the doors, all of the locks were the same, had used the same key. But I didn't tell her that. Mm-hmm. And she had taken the key and tried it in... Um, some double doors across from the front door, which I think went into, you know, whatever room. And um, she got really mad that I didn't tell her that the key opened all of the doors. And I was thinking to myself, well, you didn't need to know. I'm not that close to you, and you didn't need to know. Mm. And, um, And then I realized that the man and the woman were the children of the people next door and that they were... The people who were hurting the puppies? The the animals, yes, and lived in this really run-down house. And what they were doing, they they were grooming me, pulling me in because they wanted to go from having a puppy mill, basically is what they had. They were hoarding dogs and and had a puppy mill going, um, that they wanted to then uh, move into black market babies. So they wanted me to be in their fold to have babies so they could sell them on the black market. And mm-hmm. I knew, uh, 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 no, 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 no. This, this isn't going to happen. No, right. And that was the end of the dream. Okay. All right. Well, I want to, um, Susie, okay. 
thank you for sending these dreams ahead of time. It gave me an opportunity to collect my thoughts. Uh, you sent me two, and I want to go into this one. And it's interesting. When, when you dreamt these, this one was first and the other one was second, correct? Correct. And they were both last night? Yes. Okay. These are actually excellent dreams because there's a lot to learn from them. So I want to begin with uh, that this is a long-standing issue of self-awareness and self-empowerment, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when, if we start from the beginning, and I have all my keywords circled, and I'm going to try to flow smoothly through the dream so that you and the other listeners understand it. And if anybody would like to email me their dream right now uh, so that I can have something to reference instead of writing everything down, you can send an email to spiritualinsightsradio at gmail.com right now. And when I pull you on the air, you can let me know that there's an email waiting and I'll go get it. Okay. So, all right. So, Susie, you... I I have a clarifying question to ask. This house in the Twilight movies, which I am not familiar with, this is a beautiful Mm -hmm. home, and this is somewhere where you would like to live, where you would be happy living there, right? It was a beautiful home? That's my dream home, basically. Okay. And what is the significance? Who are the Collins? They are um, a family of vampires, good vampires. They're good vampires. North. Yes, in the Pacific okay. Northwest. Vegetarian vampires, Vegetarian? as they call it. They, um, they would feed on animals and not humans. Really? Yeah. Fed on animals. That's very helpful. Because look what you have featured in a dream. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Animals. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about them. So they're good vampires. They're vegetarian but they feed on animals? What and not humans. They just drink their blood or do they eat the animals? No, they they drink the blood of the animals. Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to I jump in. I see where you're going with it, yeah. Yeah, well, I, that's um, very clarifying because it's very specific to you and your understanding and it, the your subconscious mind used a reference from a show that you used to enjoy and had a connection to. So it took that and made it a personal symbol for you. So mm-hmm. in my interpretations, I can identify the universal symbols, but sometimes with a personal symbol, especially if I have no idea what you're talking about, that's what mm-hmm. makes the dream unique to your understanding because only you know what you feel about that show. Now, if there's a show that was featured here that you didn't like or that frightened you, that would be significant as well. So these mm-hmm. people have a conscience, so to speak, um, and mm-hmm. choose to do good instead of hurt people and and use that negative side of their expression. Okay, so mm-hmm. that helps me, and I hope the listeners can keep up because this is this is a pretty decent sized dream, but we're gonna go through it slowly. So the first thing you do. Um, and my, I'm sorry, my second qual- uh, clarifying question was when you pull up to the home, it was daytime or nighttime? Nighttime. Night. Oh, okay. Nighttime. Perfect. At any point in this dream, was it daytime? No. 
Okay. Nighttime throughout. That's significant. Okay. It, so as I'm, try, uh-huh. I'm, I'm trying to think, maybe possibly when I was at the police station. I'm not sure. That makes sense. Okay. Except at police. It feels like dusk to me, like a twilight uh, in between. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. At police. Oh, sometimes I can tap in and see aspects of the dream, mm-hmm. so that's, that's kind of trippy, mm-hmm. too. I don't want to scare anybody, but it happens from time to time. <laughs> well, I, you know, way back in the day, in, in the 90s, uh, I got a lot of messages that said, you know, you scare me, and it hurt my feelings. I, that's not my intention here. It's to help you right. gain awareness. So anyway, okay, so let me restart and restate that it's a long-standing issue of self-awareness and empowerment, the fact that it was nighttime throughout, except for a little glimmer of light at one precise moment. Um, this is largely, you're not, you're not fully aware of all aspects of the situation. You may know what your emotions on a day-to-day basis are, and you may know your thoughts, mm-hmm. but this is going to demonstrate the impact that this issue is having and, and how you can mm-hmm. turn it around, okay? So mm-hmm. you pull up to a beautiful home like these that – similar to these good vampires used to live in, and this is something you would aspire to. The home represents you. Mm-hmm. And I would say that it represents the beauty of who you are, a sense of belonging. But it's interesting that it's not your home. And what this means is that tells me then that this is a transitory phase with long-term effects on a larger personal situation. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have a connection to the home. You have, there's affection for the home, but it doesn't belong to you. So there's that sense of belonging and wanting to belong and feel safe and secure, okay? But this is your, your true self, okay? The vampires generally represent, and the additional information is helpful that they are good vampires, but they generally represent people or thoughts that you have about the situation occurring in your waking life that are draining your time, your energy, your emotions, your money, or your patience. Does that make sense so far? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or there are people around you that are feeding off of your ideas, your resources, or your talents. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that, that hits home. Okay, so then the second representation would be the correct way to go. Okay, so there are people around you. Good. All right, so significant is that you're parked outside the house. When we're in a vehicle in a dream, what we're doing is significant. Since you were parked and looking at the house, this puts you in observation mode. And allows you to observe self-attitudes, patterns, and a daily situation with which you're not too happy, okay? Mm-hmm. It can, also, it can also, also point to a sense of isolation, and that is reinforced elsewhere in the dream. So I want to say that here because you're outside the home, meaning disconnected from the core. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So houses or homes... Those are associated with, like, the physical body, one's personality, but mostly the current situation. 
And later in the dream, you go in and you're on the ground floor only, which tells me that's your daily life, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then there's significant emphasis on the front door, which is what you show the world. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so... Shows the world. Okay. So you're parked outside the house. You're in pause mode about, I want to say partnership, but don't take that to mean like a business dealing or a, a romantic partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This, is, this is two things coming together um, where if you're helping someone, or someone's helping you, just whatever you're doing, that would involve another person, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. But what's needed here is unconditional love towards yourself. This is quite necessary in this situation. It feels to me, because you described the van, you said it's old and beat up, Mm -hmm. and yet they're white, white being spiritual, and Mm -hmm. feeling beat up, which is, is this has been going on a long time, the van reinforces that concept, because they're old, they're beat up, and they're not new and fresh and with, like, the horsepower of a modern car, okay? Horsepower mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. your drive, your motivating force. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in this, there is, and you tell me what fits, but when we're parked and we're kind of in this pause mode, there's a sense of being rooted in place. There can be um, a period of inactivity during which, to reassess your daily situation and pick a new direction to take. So this feels to me like there's a decision you need to make and something that needs to be said, it feels like to me. But there's, it's unmoving, and there might be some stubbornness. There might be some unwillingness or inflexibility to handle the situation in a way that you feel might hurt the situation. So your fears are represented here in that you want to make the right choice and the right decision but it ultimately, ultimately has to be a decision coming from a place of self-love, as it's represented by the dogs, unconditional love. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So then um, you may feel like you want to move into the future at a quicker pace. Again, I'm back with the van. Um, mm-hmm. You're trying to stay on the sidelines, and that is reinforced. Like the sidelines, you're parked in, outside the house. So that's kind of in the sidelines, in that observation mode I mentioned. But there's also, that's also reinforced by the garage. Um, like the sidelines, let's call it a project. But it's really, I think, a situation. Mm-hmm. But the word project is prominent because it just represents whatever, you know, a, a person, a place, a thing, a, a job, whatever noun fits in place of the word project. You know I don't. But a garage is a place where we work on things. It's where we store things. In in many scenarios, it's where we work on something before we're ready to announce it to the world. It's a place where, um, with the idea of storage, old ideas or patterns can be stored there. And if these no longer work for us, they then become junk to be discarded, fixed, refurbished. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay, but in either case, they also need to be blessed, cleaned up, or controlled because now we have an overabundance of dogs, and then the excrement on the floor represents experiences from the past. When it comes to mm-hmm. dreams where there is a human or animal um, excrement or waste products, 
the liquid waste products would represent emotions that are not being released or that need to. The mm-hmm. physical, the um, the physical excrement would be experiences that need to be released, forgiven, and let go of. So there's a combination mm-hmm. of emotion with regard to unconditional love with a focus on you and um, garage represents your inner workshop and the work you're doing with yourself at present or not doing with yourself and this needs to be addressed. There are cages in there representing, again, a feeling of being stuck and not being able to move in the direction you want to go in. Um, You have to reconnect with your inner sense of authority over the situation instead of feeling hopeless or helpless as represented by you going to the police. The police and everybody in this dream is an aspect of self. The police would represent your higher wisdom, your sense of authority, your sense of power, okay, to control the situation. But your anger is directed towards yourself in the dream truly because of the inability to affect a change that is needed because you've identified a situation where, where beautiful beings are being hurt and you want to make it stop. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a pattern of, of, how do I want to say this? I don't know what your childhood was like, but it's time to let it go and really claim your true self. But let me move on before I get there. The puppies are also abandoned, which is significant. You mentioned that mm-hmm. there were puppies and the mothers were taken away. Was your mother mm-hmm. taken away? Um, this, I, I really feel, is a present situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and there's something? And, with, and not okay. with, uh, with the past. Okay. But there's some, a situation with a mother-child connection and, and maybe okay. some escapism, okay? Um, so moving on. So then the man and the sister comes up. These represent emo, emotional and aspects of the self. The man is the mental, the intellect, the assertive, the decision maker, the one who provides um, those aspects of self. The female is the emotional aspect of self, okay? But... You don't know her very well. With him, the situation is you're planning to marry him. Is this some, this was somebody you knew or, or don't know? Is this an actual fiancé? No, I had no idea who he was. No idea who he was. Okay. No, I can't relate to him at all. Okay. So this is an unfamiliar aspect of your intellect who is looking forward to the future because you're planning to marry and there's intentions of having children, which is continued growth. Right. And then Mm -hmm. but the woman, there's there's not a lot of closeness and trust, as you demonstrate later when you give her the key and withhold information that it you basically tell her it only unlocks the front door because you didn't want her having access to parts of the house that you want to remain secure and away from others. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's partnership again, reinforced by the fact that this man is your fiance. At first, there's two people. We have twos here. There's two people, and they pull up in two vans, and now there's two new people. So there's this, and, and two represents, like, the second chakra, creativity. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have children, but it means creativity, um, creative projects, bringing ideas forth 
to be nurtured and to grow. It represents like the reproductive system, the uterus, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and um, this this represents you, your talents, your abilities, or even another person. Um, simbly, uh, siblings um, are featured here too, because those two were brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's something something about siblings. Only you can say what that would be, but you might mm-hmm. want to take a look at your close relationships with siblings or family. Okay. Mhm. Okay, so you're looking forward to a new beginning and further growth of ideas and abundance. I want to say too, because there is that overabundance of puppies. That that's a lot. That's like um, things getting out of control. Uh, so I want to mm-hmm. do. I want to um, demonstrate the two aspects. There are, there are, there's nothing wrong with a lot of puppies. However, the conditions were messy, unhealthy, unsafe, undesirable. These are all aspects of a situation. However, looking at it in the, in the proper perspective, you can look at it as an overabundance of creativity and new ideas. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this, this is without going into too much detail. This is this is actually a dream that is uh, for me layered with meaning, um, which is bringing forth um, several situations that are going on in my life right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and betrayal and and okay. Uh, um, not so much betrayal as as wanting to change somebody's behavior. No, it's someone's it's someone's behavior. It had to do with money and uh, how I had made an investment and thinking I was going to receive that investment back. Um, okay. That was given an excuse as to why I wasn't going to get my entire investment back okay. and that this person was going to get more. So, it, and, and it, it was a situation where um, in the past, let's say for the past 15 years, I would say, um, where certain things would hurt me deeply, when this happened, mm-hmm. it, that hurt me deeply over okay. the past 15 years that this person has done here and there, and I never wanted to face that this person was a jerk. Um, when this investment thing happened, um, and I got gypped, basically, out of some money, I wasn't hurt at all. I was like... Oh my God! Okay, you know I, I'm waking up to this. I, you know, I'm awake now that you're a jerk, and I wasn't hurt at all. I was like, now I know what I need to do. I'm sorry, Sue. Because I'm not. Skype huh? dropped me. I'm sorry. I didn't hear anything you just said. Skype dropped me from the call, and I had to dial back in. I lost oh. you at 15 years ago. This person did something, and and I get that. Okay. okay. So. Okay. Over the past it, 15 years. Can you can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Over the past 15 years, this person has done things that have 
hurt me deeply. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Behavior-wise. Yes. And and when this um, investment, when I got gypped out of some money, it wasn't much. I mean, it's not the money. It's just the the idea that this person felt justified in not giving me my due mm-hmm. and not giving me my investment back. Um, and I was wrong. not hurt. It's wrong. It's very wrong. It's but wrong. I wasn't hurt. And it was like, oh, my God, you know, thank you. I just woke up to you're a jerk. Yeah, which is you're a jerk. Next. Sorry, in, in some situations. But it's wrong and you want to, you inside and, you know, subconsciously, you want, um, you want the situation corrected. You want justice. You know what I mean? So, you know. Well, what I just know. Well, go I'm ahead. sorry. I was going to say, you I'm, know what situation in your life this dream is pointing to. I'm just going to go through the symbology. Right. Yeah. I just know what I need to do from this point on. Okay. So let me go through the rest of it because it's really kind of interesting. Um, you're in the house and you lock up all the doors to prevent any kind of intruder from getting in. Okay? You're inside mm-hmm. the house with these aspects of self, the man and the woman, the man who you, who plan, you, who you plan to merge with and multiply with, and this woman who is a a, a close aspect of self, but some part of some part of it, there's not a lot of trust. Whether it's about you don't trust yourself to make decisions, or who you don't know who to trust, so you kind of hold back, kind of thing. Okay, and you also so so you're locking all the doors to prevent intrusion. This is this represents a discomfort of emotions, um, feeling uh, pushed. Um, and wanting to keep something out of your, uh, let's say, comfort zone. Okay, I want to use that. So you lock up all the doors. Now you give a key to the woman, but you withhold information because you're just going halfway. Okay, this opens the front door. But she figures out that it opens all the doors. Let Mm -hmm. Let me go back to intruder. And what an intruder in a dream could represent for you in this instance, all right? It's something that breaks into our awareness, our experience, or an environment. So there's an idea that your subconscious is trying to get through to you and break in to your current perception of the situation. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you don't... Yeah. You don't, but, but, you don't, go ahead. May I interject something? Sure. Um, years and years and years ago when there were a lot of people coming in and out of my house, when I would leave my house, I would close all the doors because if I came home and one of the doors was open, I, I knew where someone had been in the house. Right. I used to do that. I used to close all of the doors and sometimes lock them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it was a way for me to see without, without confronting anyone. It was a way for me to see uh, what was going on in my own home okay. at the time. So, you know, that, that makes sense to me in my, 
in my dream also. Okay. So this woman this woman might represent um represent um your process of determining whether or not someone can be trusted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me let me continue. Yeah. Just keep that in mind and and weave okay. that into because only you at the end can say what fits. Okay. So, it's it, you know, the intruder is not allowing something in <clears throat> associated with people who force their will or try to dominate the situation. Mm-hmm. Uninvited and unwelcome people in your life or the situation can also represent an inner psychological figure who represents shameful or unwanted parts of self, usually known to others but un- unaware of the true self. So only you can say if that that's just a possible representation. I'm not saying that's exactly what this is. But with the intruder, it's definitely, you know, something that's trying to break in, dominate, and impact the situation without your permission, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is that you gave her a key, and what keys represents are solutions, answers, and remedies to a situation. Now you give this to this woman that you barely know and feel you don't feel especially close to her, so you don't know if you can trust her. But you gave the emotional aspect of yourself that you're not as familiar with the key to open all the mm-hmm. doors, giving yourself mm-hmm. permission for freedom of movement in a situation. You get doors are opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you're in, you're in effect giving an unfamiliar aspect of self all the permission in the world to go after these opportunities, open the doors, let the fresh air in, and pursue mm-hmm. what you want to do about the situation, okay? Um, mm-hmm. But the, the truth is known within, and there's a desire to respond to truth and allow change and deal with issues that stifle your self-growth. When you lock all the doors, like I said, fresh air can't move, fresh ideas can't move through the home, through your mind. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't go in and out. You're 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 locking possibilities. But this would stifle self growth because those opportunities can't present themselves, or might be you might they might pass by. Um, but the mm-hmm. emotional aspect of you, represented by the woman, is featured prominently. Um, and she when she unlocks the doors, she demonstrates that there's safety and no need to fear intrusion or being dominated by the situation. And then she's mad at you for withholding information, which would be the truth, acknowledgement, or trust of that that Mm -hmm. aspect of yourself that feels that you need to prevent something from happening. Are you are you with Mm -hmm. me so far? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. At one point here, you mentioned a sweater. You you're supposed to go out to dinner, which is nurturing the self, um, Mm -hmm. and. Treating, treating yourself well, and the sweater would represent your outward personality that protects you from the coldness of cri- criticism by insulating you from the emotions of others. And now you, mm-hmm. earlier you mentioned a betrayal, and, you know, sweaters, overcoats, they, they protect us from the element, mm-hmm. from, and, and it helps us control the temperature, which is controlling the situation, meaning controlling, like, your temper, controlling uh, your emotions, or controlling an, another person's ability to project their emotions onto you. Does, does that make sense? Uh-huh. Okay. And then, as you were leaving the house, now you have a clear, you have clear knowledge that this man and woman 
are related to the people next door who are, who are abusing the dogs. Um, mm. And then the only, and then you figure out that the only reason he was going to marry you was because they decided to go from the puppy mill to a baby mill, and your only purpose here was so that they could have you make the baby so they could sell them on the black market. Another illegal action. Make sense? Uh-huh. Okay, so whatever the situation is, it's like you're, it's like you're wrestling with your conscience. Either someone in this situation um, maybe you shouldn't be in contact with at all. What what fits in this? What are you? This feels like a very personal situation. What fits in that that it correlates to? What I said to your situation. It um, this particular situation that I'm um, thinking of, and it it also it layers into it, and I can't, I just can't go into it on the air like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it it has to do with not just one situation, but to others that that has to do with uh, money, trust, um, betrayal, uh-huh. and, and not 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 betrayal as people might think of it, but um, just underhandedness. Yes, you know, which is which is a betrayal. It's deceptive, sneaky, and sly. Yes. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and which is not how I am. I'm very upfront, yeah. and okay. and I'm very honest about things. And I get shocked when people <laughs> you know do this. <laughs> and well, it's, you, you know, know not everybody's it, like me. <laughs> it, it draws attention to head games, which I can't stand. I mean, yeah. tell me anything. The truth, the truth really doesn't hurt. Sometimes it can sting. But it doesn't hurt. What hurts me is head games, and you you playing games with me. I get I become yeah. outraged, like just yeah. outraged and enraged. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Deception, head games, um, lack of authenticity. You know, sneaking around. You got the intruder here. You know, you're, there's this feeling of paranoia, like oh, I need to lock all these doors to prevent this person from getting in, getting in too far into my head. You know. Right. Right. Okay. And it. it and it's it's um you know for a long time it was like well how could somebody do that to me you know i'm one of the nicest people in the world <laughs> you know? that's my and I'm, my life i i get it and i'm loyal and i'm uh you know i will i will have anybody's back that i care for mm-hmm. and you know i'm consistent Mm-hmm. And uh, and loving, and it's just a shock to me when people, you know, are slimy. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? But, but you know what? But I'm but not naive. Why... I'm not so. naive either. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like in it, actually, there's four instances, and it's all family. Oh, really? It's all family. Check that out. <laughs> but, but, but let me go back to the original 
mention a long-standing issue of self-awareness and empowerment was how I started out the interpretation. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the first thing was about the beauty of who you really are and nurturing yourself. That home is beautiful. That's you. That's who mm-hmm. you really are. But inside the home is something happening. Not That doesn't feel too good. There's, there's a puppy right. mill. There's, there's mistreatment. Mis, there's abuse. There's neglect, you know? Right, right. So, like I said, you've got to kind of go back, look at your relationship with siblings and family, and look at the unconditional love that needs to take place in this situation as represented by dog. And mm-hmm. there's a lot mm-hmm. of love that needs to come through and a lot of forgiveness. That's why there's so many puppies in the garage, which is the storehouse right. for, like, memories and the inner work. Make sense? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's funny how yeah. when you start to tell somebody about a situation, it's like, oh, I get it now, you know. Because um, I'm right. going blind. I'm going completely blind just by the symbology and how they support one another. But like I said, right. there's uh, supportive themes. There's the number two. There's um, right. uh relations that you're going to marry this guy and have children and it turns out they're the children of the bad people next door you know all that stuff so that's really cool but it's interesting because you also sent me a second dream and i normally i would only do one dream on the air but i'm happy to go into this because it's an immediate evolution of the first dream are you ready for this or is there anything else you'd like to add before i go into the second no 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 yeah all right Vegetarian vampires. That was funny. Okay, so in Dream 2. <laughs> interesting. Because I have a lot of, you know, I did my circling and I wrote my notes. And, um, yeah, I covered all my. Two, I wrote partner, duality, division. That also is represented by the number two. So there's duality and division. And uh, what's that word? When a situation is divisive. And people aren't harmonious. You know, there's not a lot of harmony in that dream. Anyway, so dream number two, and um, you you typed it up, thank you very much, which is very helpful to me. Um, This is a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. As opposed to a teaching dream, Mm -hmm. which is what we had here, which starts in a home or around a Mm -hmm. home. And then, Mm -hmm. and, and there's vehicles and there's keys, and that's really good. So that's open to interpretation. This one is actually an experience after you did the soul work in the first dream. Mm-hmm. It says, mm-hmm. my brother and I were going to a business meeting, and it was daytime, and he was flying me in a two-seater ultra glide. We left during the day, and the next scene in the dream, or that I remember, we were flying back, but it was nighttime. I couldn't see the frame of the ultra glide, nor could I hear it, and thought we were just riding in the air. The sun started to come up, and I could see that we were flying over trees, and we actually were in the ultra glide. So now you can see the plane again. We had to land, mm-hmm. so we landed in someone's driveway, and no one was home. Mm-hmm. He had to clean uh, some kind of pouch out with a hose, which he found by a large mm-hmm. garage. <laughs> As he was mm-hmm. using the hose, the woman who lived in the house came home with a car full of kids. And then many of their friends drove up with children. They were going to have a party, and we were invited to stay, which we did. My brother had some kind of a, of a device, and I don't know whether he invented it or not, but there was nothing like it. We were standing with three other men who were doctors. 
One of the doctors was the owner of the house. My brother took the device out and put it on his chest, and this device gave out information about this man's heart health, respiration, pulse, etc. Then my brother said, everyone put your hand on the person next to you. We were standing around in a circle, so each of us took our left hand and put it on the shoulder of the person to our left. So we were all touching one another. My brother then took the device and put it back up on this man's chest, and it gave out complete information to our collective heart as one, as one heart, and the health of that heart. Looking at it, hearing me say it, Sue, Mm -hmm. do you see the correlations between this and the first dream? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, it starts out in a plane. This is a spiritual experience and certainly represents spiritual journey, which is what life is all about anyway. But there's a business meeting, meaning you're kind of getting down to the business of self-empowerment and growth, okay? It's daytime. You're fully aware that this is what you're, that you're on this path. He, you're flying, but, but your brother is doing the flying. So your male aspect, your assertive thinking self is in the driver's seat mm-hmm. and propelling the situation emotions are in the passenger seat your emotional aspect so you're basically approaching this from a very balanced uh state make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so you're in an ultra glide it's a two-seater there's two again <laughs> right we leave during the day okay conscious awareness and the next scene is that we're flying back but it was nighttime okay now we're delving into the unconscious i couldn't see the frame of the glide nor could i hear it which means you didn't have physical evidence that you were safe right and you thought right. you were just riding in the air but and yet you don't mention that you experience any kind of fear no there was none exactly so in the absence of fear that shows you that you're safe on this path okay right and then the sun right. starts to come up which is uh, a dawning a dawning of awareness about the situation yeah. so it sounds like whatever happened yeah. in between the first dream and this one sounds to me uh-huh. like you were talking to some spirit guides in there and you figured out the problem because this is like a solution. Um, right. So now this is the total opposite of this where there's safety, there's love, there's um, soaring, there's dawning of awareness. And you can see you were flying over trees, which is knowledge and growth. And we, were, we actually were in the ultra glide. We had to land, meaning there was a, ne- a needed, it was necessary to be grounded and to be on the ground. So now there's kind of a grounding, getting into the root chakra and, and getting that survival instinct to relax, okay? So you land in somebody's right. driveway, which is hilarious because you were parked in a car in the first dream, but now you're in a driveway, right. which is closer to the house, okay? Right. But a driveway generally leads into a garage, and no one was home. So there is no aspect of yourself that is kind of projecting a belief or a misperception but um your brother has to clean up this pouch now what would a pouch be does it hold money does it hold memories does it hold pictures a pouch is something that you store things in and he needs to clean it out with a hose the hose right water comes out of a hose and that represents emotion so he needs to clean up whatever stored whatever was stored in the pouch um right and he found the hose by a large garage, and we already went through garage extensively. As right. he was using the hose, the woman who lived in the house came home, meaning 
the projected aspect of self is now merging with mm-hmm. the actual self as represented by the home, mm-hmm. and she's got a car full mm-hmm. of kids. Again, mm-hmm. inner child or the true self, who mm-hmm. you really are, okay? And then many mm-hmm. of the friends drove. Now you have more people showing up with even more children. So um, I would think that your your true self is really trying to come out and express itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. they were going to a party, and this is really good because it's a group of people who are in a situation, and it's harmonious. It's celebratory. It is mm-hmm. all aspects of you, our childhood fears, our, you know, our emotional sides, our intellectual side, the, the nurturing aspects of self, our wiser, higher self. Everybody is now going to be in a room harmoniously and in a celebratory fashion that you have gotten the, the lesson here, Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're invited to stay, which is don't go back to the way you were. Mm-hmm. Embrace this new conscious awareness and remain here and continue to develop and grow as represented by all the kids. Um, right. Okay. And then your brother had some kind of device. He had a tool. He had something that gave answers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This might represent your intuition or highly heightened intuition and trusting your instincts, mm-hmm. which is what I wanted to touch on in the first dream. It's about trusting your instincts because you're like, how can mm-hmm. these people do this to me? I'm so loving, loyal, and consistent. I, I feel you on that one. I don't know why people would victimize nice people. They just do. Um, I, I have a deeper explanation, but that's not for here. Anyway, right. um, it's, it's like trusting yourself to make the right decisions. Trust your instincts. This is, this is pointing to instincts and intuition and psychic ability. So mm-hmm. um, now you're with, um, okay, so you have the device. You have this tool that provides answers about what's going on inside, right? You don't mm-hmm. know if he invented it. You don't know if he came from the intellectual aspect of self. Mm-hmm. Like if he had ideas and put them together and assembled something to get the answers that he needs mm-hmm. from the situation. But now... You're standing with three other men, and there's a, now you have three other men. That puts four men. So we have the number four, which is stability, foundation, structure. And now hmm. these, men are, these men are healers. There's mm-hmm. a lot of healing going on, and we have the number three, the Holy Trinity, creativity. Um, there's um, a major creativity. There is an, like, a step upwards from the two, two being everything I represented before, and now you have the number three. So you have these three doctors. You have healing. Um, one of the doctors was the owner of the house, which means rightful ownership of the house, its contents, and what it, all that it represents, its beauty, its luxury, its resourcefulness, its functionality. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your brother takes the device, puts it on his chest, and it gives that information about the man's health, respiration, and pulse. That's pretty self-explanatory, right? Right. Is the pulse is the pulse at a normal rate? Is it slow? Is it fast? Does he have high blood pressure? Is he stressed out too much? Is he worrying too much about the situation? But it, it feels pretty positive here. Then my brother said, everyone put your hand on the person next to you. We were standing in a circle. So each of us took our left hand and put it on the shoulder. So I can visualize this. Everybody's standing in a circle, and you re- raise your left hand, put it on the the arm of the person next to you. The left hand, the left side, represents the heart as well. Mm -hmm. 
it also represents the past. So when we mm-hmm. take our left hand and connect to the person next to us, which represents an aspect of ourselves, we are reaching back into the past and reconnecting with that aspect that was either disregarded, discarded, disowned, that kind of thing. So this is about integration. Mm-hmm. That circle mm-hmm. right there is the self coming full circle and reintegrating abandoned aspects of self. And abandonment was featured, mm-hmm. again, in the first dream. Okay? So, and this is beautiful. Brother then took the device, put it on a man's chest, and it gave out complete information to our collective heart as one. There you go again. Total integration and unity in all aspects of self. That's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. Look at the difference between the first dream and all of the excrement in the garage and the sinister, the darkness of it, to the lightness of this. Right, right. It's about self-acceptance, and it's about just acceptance overall in your life and the past and parts of yourself that you may not want to put out there. But I think it's, a, it's okay to tell yourself. It's safe to express who you are. And I, I also had an idea a few minutes ago with the first dream um, about who to trust. I've become increasingly comfortable with telling people right to their face. It's not that I don't trust you. I do trust you. But there's trust with verification. Right. It doesn't mean I'm I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm trying to run a business here. And I trust you, but there will be verification. Right. And that's just the way it is. If, If that's uncomfortable for you or if your ego perceives that as an insult that you can't be trusted, then you probably right. can't be trusted. But if I say that to you and you say, I'm the same way, then you understand that I'm trying to maintain a certain level of integrity and authenticity. Right. And right. if you're on board right. with that, you're not going to be insulted by a statement like, oh, trust, but with verification. You know what? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. How, People, how do you feel now? Okay. The, um, I, have, I have been, since this last incident, which was just a couple of weeks ago, and where I was able to uh, objectively look at the situation mm-hmm. because I was not hurt by it. It was like, you know, a, an aha moment. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I have done, I've been doing a lot of work lately on, on not having expectations of people. That people are going to be people. They're going to do what they're going to do. You mm-hmm. cannot control them. You cannot – they're going to do what they're going to do, and they right. are who they are. Yes. And so I've done a lot of work lately on dropping expectations and judgments of people. Mm, and, good work. And, yeah, and it's um, – what it has actually done for me has, has opened doors for me. <gasps> Perfect. Can I add something? <laughs> I yes. want to add, when, when you drop all expectations of others, whether it's with their behavior or what they say they're going to do, and you allow yourself to see them through God's eyes, mm-hmm. that is unconditional love. Okay? And I just found a note. Yeah. Apparently, you know, I, I printed stuff on double-sided paper, and one of my notes um, wound up on a page that I wasn't paying attention to. But I just found this thing, this, meant, this typing, this typing, this um perception that I typed at the bottom of the last dream, but did not read out loud. Can I read that to you? Sure. 
sudden realization of connectedness to the, quote, perceived problem, feeling of being misused or mistreated for another's gain, fear of your creative ability, and that others will take advantage. Yeah. That somehow wound up on the back of the second dream, so I didn't see it with the first. Pretty yeah. cool, huh? huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. Pretty cool. It's awesome. Two awesome dreams. I, I. Uh, They're fabulous. Yeah. And last night was was a very busy night. Those were not the only two dreams. I can't remember a lot of the other ones, just snippets of here and there. But it was a full night of dreaming. Okay. So I'm sure I was doing a lot, a, a lot of work, as these these two dreams. Yes. Suggest. You, and you said that earlier, but look at this. Look at these two as bookends. Look at the uh-huh. first one as the presentation of the problem, how you're how you're handling it, right? Right. And how you're perceiving it, and how you're responding to it, and handling it. Then, right. okay, there's all this. These it might be um, gauzy images in between. And remember, I said somewhere in between these two dreams, you did a lot of work. So that's where the real work happened. Mm-hmm. But that's at a really mm-hmm. high level, and it's difficult to capture it to bring it back right. to you to look at consciousness. Right. But the last dream you right. have before you wake up, you know, that's generally the solution. And so these are bookends, right. and then a lot of, you just confirmed it, a lot of work went on in between these two dreams. Beautiful yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful job. Yeah. It was an awesome night. That you, that you grew exponentially in one night. So do it again. Keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the right track, hey. You are on the right track, Woo-hoo. and you're and, and you're doing it with awareness. And you're saying, mm-hmm. look at look at the the male aspect of self saying, I'm choosing to work on these issues, whether they're of an emotional nature or whether I trust my gut feelings or, you know, right. that kind of thing. Right. But this is what I'm going to do, despite my feelings and perceptions. That's beautiful. Right. One okay. of the one of the other things that um, that goes along with that is. Because oftentimes when we don't even realize it, when we get hurt by people, then we put ourselves in a position of being victimized yes. and that we are victims. And I am not a victim. And I had to recently remind myself of that when, you know, oh, poor me and this blah, 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 blah. Oh, you know, yeah. Do not place yourself in the role of a victim. You know, people do not do these things to you. They are who they are. Mm-hmm. There Plain are no and victims simple. In they this are classroom. who they are. And look Pardon? at them through God. I said there are no victims in this classroom. Yeah. yeah. These are just experiences and perceptions and situations that we need to grow through, not go through. Right. So, and, and, right. and let's not forget that we sign up for these experiences, and those people have a contractual obligation to show up as teachers. So when yes. we look at them through God's eyes, that is when we get it. Yes. Excellent yep. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful dream, and it demonstrates so much, and I hope the listeners had fun. I hope to, I hope I wasn't all over the place. Um, no, I, not I tried, at all. I tried I, to be I, linear. Right. I followed you. I followed okay. you. Okay. Perfect. Because I don't know what I'm yeah, talking without, about. I can only tell you what the dream tells me. Right. Right. You know? Okay. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Anything Wonderful. you'd like to Thank add, I want to get to another call. You're so welcome. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Right. Take Bye. care. Bye. All right. I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm going back to the phones. Up next is area code 719. Uh, have your dream ready. I'm excited to talk to you, and we'll be back right after these messages. Don't go away. 
How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys. Check out my wait. new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In biology, I learned that I'm fat, I'm stupid. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. The only thing I didn't learn in school today is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hello, everyone, and if you're just tuning in, we had just completed one dream interpretation, and we're moving on to yet another, and bringing on area code 719. Hi there. Thank you for calling in. What's your name, or what what name can I call you? Um, You can call me Julia. I'll call you Julia. Okay. That's a... uh, that's a, a cryptic way of saying you can give me a fake name if you wish. <laughs> because sometimes, as we, as you might have just heard, very personal things come out, and we don't want to expose, you know, too much. But it's helpful to say this fits, this fits, and get that how that storyline fits into what's happening in the subconscious. So, what can I help well, you with, Julia? My my question isn't so much about the dream. It's about waking up at a specific time. I've noticed okay. I keep waking up at like 5.50 or 5.55. Okay. And I'm, I'm facing a, a major life decision. Um, it's basically filing for divorce. Okay. And numerologically, September, uh-huh. I, I move into a five-personal year. And September okay. is also a five-personal month. <laughs> so... Oh. I'm just, you know, wondering if, like, the universe is saying, you know, five, five, change, change, you know, this is the time. So yeah. well, I thought, well, maybe I'll call and see, you know. Well, if, you, you, know, have, if I'm not... you have numerology on your side. Five is the number for change. It's also a number for progressive movement forward, uh, change in how you perceive with the five senses. Um, and a lot of info comes from, like, six down to five. It's like each number is a component of the previous and the post number. And that's interesting because I haven't said that for a long time. You know how you hear what you most often say when it comes to talking about a subject? I haven't Hmm. said that in a long time. So you have 
the stability, the yearning for stability of the four and the peace and the settling of the dust of the six mixed into the five. Does that make sense? Hmm. Okay, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, change, new beginnings, um, freedom, resourcefulness, that's all there. And as you're coming into a five year, that would also be represented by those qualities. Um, it feels to me, though, that the decision is already made. It feels maybe you're concerned about the aftermath. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Do you want me to tap in? Yeah, I would appreciate that. Thank you. I just, okay. I, you know, since it's a dream show, I didn't know if this would be, you know, I'm an appropriate time. Or... No, because, oh, well, let me go back. Before I tap in, I kind of want to get into your husband's head, if that's okay, with your permission. Sure. Um, but with regard to you, your original question was waking up at a specific time. It's because you're mm-hmm. so in the energy of the five. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm at a, a point in my life where I'm into uh, stepping up to the next level, like in my career, let's say that, like with the radio show, and uh, heightening my awareness because I, with the radio show, I get to talk about everything I love. I get to talk about the psychic stuff, the chakras, you know, um, the dreams, the course of miracles, and this puts it all of it in my head on a daily basis, so it elevates my awareness because I'm always consciously thinking about it. So I keep looking at the clock, and every time I do, it's 9-11. Yep, <laughs> same here. Okay. I'm constantly seeing repeating numbers, yeah. Right. It's not a reference to my sadness over the events of 9-11, although that's, oh, that'll always be there for all of us, you know? Yes. But but in looking at it and answering other people's questions, well, take a look at this, and then you have the colon separating the two. So it's that ending right before the new beginning and then a master number of 11, mastering the spiritual aspects of the journey. Anyway, so that's why you're waking up at those times. And there's also um, a lot of activity in your sleep. And I think you become restless because it's it's a lot hitting you at once there's a lot of change taking place at unconscious and subconscious levels and i think you get a little overwhelmed in the work mm-hmm. that you're doing because you're not in your body like when you're dreaming you're out there with the spirit guides talking and going through okay i wanted to learn this how do i approach this situation for a peaceful outcome so there's a lot of activity and perhaps only you can say if this is accurate but it might be uh, okay, I, I think I've had enough, <laughs> and, I, and I'm, I'm going to wake up now, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Do you have trouble getting back to sleep when you wake up? Not always, but sometimes. I'm, I'm feeling that I went through a phase with when I was making the decision that I was, you know, having a hard time falling asleep, the anxiety, you know, so I started, like, listening to an audio book to, to get my mind to... Okay. You know, focus outside of the situation. Okay. And I found that that helped a lot. And then occasionally, sometimes I'll wake up and my mind instantly goes there and I go into, you know, a little anxiety. And, okay. But I, I feel like over time I'm moving out of that, so I'm having that less and less and less now. Okay. I think I'm sort of settling into the, okay, this is where I am, this is what I know I need to do. Now okay. I just need to take the next step. Um, it's just, you know, it's such a huge step. It's like, oh, my God, I don't want to, you know, do it and, you know, wonder right. later, did I make a mistake? Did I choose the wrong thing? And, you know. We so. all go through that. We all go through that. So here's what I would recommend um, if you're open to my suggestions. Um, sure. Do you meditate? 
Not, not as much so as much. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I can feel it because you have so much anxiety. Um, mm. I would definitely, um, I love that you're into numerology, which tells me that you are open to other modalities such as meditation. I don't know that yoga would be physically available for you. I don't. I feel like that's not a good match for you for some reason, whether it's mm-hmm. a bad back or you're just not interested. Which one would that be? Um, I don't really think I'm interested, but something I did do is I signed up for uh, uh, online. Um, a gal I know is going to do a whole month of uh, online uh, meditation. It's okay. a meditation that's a healing and... And it goes, mm-hmm. like, every Sunday for the whole month. So I've signed okay. up for that already. So I, okay. I am taking that step. <laughs> so. All right. I'm making a note. I have a special gift I'm going to send you. Um, oh, thank you. It'll, it'll knock your socks off. I developed a meditation, and it's called the Holy Trinity Guided Meditation. And awesome. um, what it does is it's very simple. All you have to do is be in a quiet environment. Wear comfortable clothing, lie down. And it's funny because I was thinking like yesterday and today, how am I going to get these meditations going on the air? Um, but you, la- you lie down and you just follow my voice. Just connect, relax, follow my voice. And then I take you throughout the entire body, which is, are you, do you know what prana is? It's the breath, isn't it? The energy of life? It, it's, well, it's life force energy. Okay. Okay, but it's regulated by the breath. When it's scattered, okay. we, we're hyperventilating. When we're scared, when the sympathetic nervous system is activated to respond to the fight or flight response, which is every time you think of your husband, you either want to hit him or you want to run, you know, that kind of thing. And then the parasympathetic nervous system dumps all these chemicals into the bloodstream trying to calm you down. So if you're on this steady diet of stress, then there's a lot of chemicals floating through your system, and it does have the potential to cause plaque in the arteries around the heart with too much adrenaline and um, uh, epinephrine, norepinephrine, there's all these chemicals that are produced by the adrenal glands, which sit above the kidneys, right? So this meditation takes you through the entire body, and wherever there is a blockage in the free-flowing of energy, life force energy, where you might have aches and pains, or where there's simply a block and you're not aware of it, it helps clear that out because where attention goes, energy flows. For instance, I'll start at like the third eye then we go to the pit of the throat, and then we go down the arms and around the fingers and back up. So as you open up those channels, you're releasing stress, you're releasing memories from the body, and you're recharging the adrenal glands, and I take you there and kind of hit the reset button and bring you back down to zero stress. And you can do this before you fall asleep. You can, at first, the main goal of doing it is to not fall asleep, but if you like, you can use it to help you get to sleep, and you'll still hear it while you're asleep because your subconscious hears everything, and you can benefit from it. Um, So um, I would ask that you email me, and I will send you an MP3 of that meditation um, for free. Thank you. What I want to point out is um, the times before we go to sleep and as we're waking up, and, and why this meditation is so helpful is because the same brainwave state, you've heard of alpha, beta, theta, and delta, mm-hmm. that same brainwave state that we enter into as we're falling asleep and as we're dreaming is what this meditation induces. And at those times, our subconscious minds are completely open to anything we want to plant in it. So 
what I would offer to help you develop as a ritual before you fall asleep uh, or before you prepare to go to sleep. Put yourself in the alpha state with this meditation and then you set your intentions. Be it, I will, I will rest peacefully and I will sleep uh, through the night so that my body can rest and, and heal from the day's activities. Uh, you can clear your mind because that's going to make you restless too, allowing the day to roll around in your mind. You want to sit on the edge of your bed, take a few deep cleansing breaths, and then say, I release the day. I release the things I heard that I didn't want to hear, the things I said that I didn't want to necessarily say, and, and clean that slate so that you can do the important work in your sleep. And then in the meditation, it, gets, it allows you to set an intention. So you can set the intention that I trust my instincts to make the decision that is appropriate for my life and for my highest good. You can write it out. You can you can use that one. I just made that up, right? Because okay. divorce is going to happen. That decision, it's over. The, the decision's made. It's just that fear holds us back from um, moving forward at a normal pace, you kind of one step forward, two steps back, and that period of indecision, and what does the future look like? It's very frightening, and, you know, we, have, we all have a deep-seated fear of the unknown, and it would be nice if we had comforting images of what life is going to be like, like post-apocalypse, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, and 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 will well, will there be a nice garden, a peaceful place? You can create those with your intentions. You can create the atmosphere that you will then have, because it will exist in your mind, and you'll see that reflection on the outside. It doesn't mean you have to plant a garden, but if you you have that harmony inside you, then going through the process of divorce and the ensuing, however it goes. When you maintain the sense of peace and balance, you're creating that as you go. So you can use mantras throughout the day. Um, I am at peace with all that it, all there is. I, I bless my husband for teaching me and, and playing the role in, in this lifetime as my husband and friend and teacher. And that alliance has served its purpose. And I choose to move on and I ask for blessings. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. But develop a spiritual practice to help you um, decompress. And because it's, I, it feels to me like I feel a lot of tightness in my shoulders and my neck. It's really um, mm-hmm. starting to wear on you. Um, and I feel I feel I'm having a little trouble breathing. Do you have asthma? Yep. Or what's that? No. No. No, I don't have asthma. Uh, nope. Okay. So I will I will translate this or interpret this as like a, a fear of breathing life in. It's kind of like holding the breath. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Then I'll tra- I'll interpret it that way. Like you like holding your breath, holding words back, holding. You're in this holding pattern of like we discussed indecision, not knowing what to do, but only because not because you're not sure of what you want to do, but like I said, you want to be sure that the outcome is happy and peaceful, and it will be. Um, you have not served papers on your husband yet, correct? No, Is that what you yet. said? Right. Does he have any idea? I know I'm going to go into him, go into his head, um, but do you give I me don't. a realistic uh, perception of the situation. Is this a total secret, or does he have a clue that things are not working and that one of your bags is packed and in the closet? I think that he might have an inkling, but I haven't 
actually told him yet. Okay. Well, communication isn't just verbal. So let me go in. Okay. There's a part of him that's in denial. Uh, there is some conscious awareness that um, you're not happy. Uh, and but part of him, it, the part of him that's kind of in denial, it's like you're so consistent. I think that he never, he doesn't believe. He, it's like he would never dream that you would divorce him. Like he just doesn't believe it would happen, even though there are signs that it could be a reality. But he turns a blind eye. It's hard for him to deal with. Um, this decision is a result of, and I'm, and I'm asking you to clarify, it feels like um, I, I feel a growing apart, and I feel on his side a, a lack of something, whether it's activity or passion or something. Could you help me understand? Yes, that's it. It's lack of activity, lack of passion, lack of support. Lack of passion, lack of, Yes. Okay, I feel it. Because I'm looking at you and I see him at a lower level and the energy isn't matched or balanced. So it's like you're doing everything, he does nothing. Right. Okay, I get it. I just want to understand, and I'm not, I never want to sound like I'm accusing him of being a bad person. But Yeah, no, I didn't get that. Okay, it feels to me like, uh, and I get it, I got a 10 uh, earlier, what is the number 10? Is how many years have you been together? 30. 30? Okay. And and that includes from when you met, because I don't count when you had the ceremony. No, that's just the ceremony on. So 30 for the ceremony on, and how many years before the ceremony? Uh, maybe a year or two. We kind of dated on and off. Okay. And 32 comes to a 5. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> There's that five again. <laughs> yes. Okay, so 32. Do you feel you came to this decision in the past four years and just haven't acted on it? Yeah, like you you had said that we've been sort of growing apart and, yeah. Yep, within the last four years, definitely. Four years. Okay. Relationships go in seven-year cycles. If you ask anybody who's been divorced, and ask it the way I did, not so much when the ceremony happened, but marriage begins in the heart. So the minute that heart and that heart-to-heart connection is made, that's marriage in my experience and understanding of what it is. Uh, many people mark the beginning as the day you had a ceremony and a party, but that marriage was forged long before that civil, that civil ceremony. Make sense? Yes. So ask them, how long were you together, including the dating and and courtship, until the decision to get divorced, and you'll find that it's either 7, 14, 21, 28, or 35. Okay. Okay, it's just just like a fun little investigation to conduct. But relationships run on seven-year cycles. And when we get to that upcoming cycle, where it's at 28 years, that's where if if we can make it to the next level and – Making it to the next level means going deeper into the intimate connection. And if you don't think that can happen, that's generally when a partnership ends. Yeah. It may take a couple of years to get the paper signed. You know, you don't, you don't have the ceremony, the ceremony the week after you meet. It takes time, and then you set up the ceremony. So then you make the decision, and then 
there's a finality to it. Um, but he, it's like his, his thoughts, there's, I want to say laziness. I want to say lack of um, ambitious passion for the marriage and yeah. that um, a complacency. Yeah. And, and it's not like you haven't expressed yourself. I get an image of him sitting on the couch going, yeah, yeah, you told me this. I get it. And then it's just, why do I have to keep hearing this instead of when am I going to get up and do something about it before I lose her? Yep. These are not, this is not the way he thinks. It's, he wants other people to stop. He wants it, the people outside of him, when, when they, he doesn't like to see how he contributes to a situation or an argument. He plays the victim and he plays yep. the game of, I didn't do anything. Why are you yelling at me? Does he have ADD? I don't think so. He could, the, but I, the, you know. Some of the symptoms of ADD is that they're, they're, they're trapped in their head, and I'm seeing this more and more, and since recently I had a guest on uh, who wrote a book about it, it kind of cracked my awareness open and gave me some compassion for the people in my life who have it because I just thought they were selfish. The truth of the matter is, if in fact he does have ADD, is they live inside their heads and they're kind of trapped in this world, and they have no idea of the impact of their actions on other people. Then that that could be. I I think of ADD as just not being able to stay focused. Right. It's, so, you picture a so kid under... sitting in school dropping a pencil. I get it. Um, if if you would like to save the marriage and and a certain like a thirteen dollar investment is worth it to you. I would recommend getting her book to see if he matches any of the symptoms. She, let, she outlines over 40 symptoms of ADD, and doctors have kicked her out of their office because she knows so much more about it, it from a non-clinical sense. But um, anyway, um, when I send you the MP3, I'll send you a link to her website. But for the listeners, it's myhusbandhasadd.com. Uh, you can read about it. You can order the book. And if you really feel that you want to help somebody and – pull them out of this uh, this world they live in. It's really terrible. There's a lot of impulsive decisions, bad decisions, and a total lack of awareness for how they're making people around them feel, and that's what I feel he's doing. So maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, um, but that would be my suggestion. But he, it, when he, when you serve him with these papers, it's going to be that same pattern of why are you doing this to me? I haven't done anything to you, and but that's your comeback. You, you're right. I've been telling you for a while now, for X amount of years, you don't put anything in. You take, you right. take, and, and you and you you absorb energy, and you're you're more than happy to allow me to do all this stuff for you. <laughs> exactly. And I appreciate yeah. the opportunity. And I, you know, I'm a bit of a smartass, and so I come off that way sometimes. But you know, I appreciate the opportunity to wait on you hand and foot. However, it's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. And we we tend to, you know, we have our, our contracts where we say, I do, and, and to always cherish and love each other. But there's also a silent contract. And the silent contract is forged in our behavior so that when you take on the housework, the cleaning, the cooking, um, and don't mm-hmm. voice and reach out, and even even when you do reach out and you don't enforce that, like, here's what's going to happen. Like, every Monday night, you are going to gather all the wastebaskets in the house, every room, 
you're going to put them all in the trash bag, and you're going to take out all the trash. Without exception. And you know what I mean? It's kind of like putting your foot down. Mm-hmm. But but we have the silent contract, and, and your silent contract with him is that you are dutiful. You're dutiful. You do what you think is right for yourself, for him, and for the marriage. But you don't get that back. Right. Okay. Is this helpful, Julia? Yeah, it is. Okay, good. Is there, or do you have any direct questions you'd like to ask me, and I can tap into that for you? So essentially you're agreeing that September is the best time for me to go ahead and file the papers and get it started? I have no idea, so let me ask, okay? Okay. They're saying you're a careful planner, so I mm-hmm. think it might help you. Are you into astrology? Yes, somewhat. Astrologyzone.net, Susan Miller. She's crazy accurate. There's a lot of different things happening with, you know, like Pluto and, and now Mars, you know, all those all those different configurations. Mm-hmm. So you you would be, you know, like God's more powerful than, you know, planetary alignment, but... As it, because you're a planner and you like those uh, reassurances, mm-hmm. uh, you, that might serve you well to look at what's happening with the planets. Okay. Okay. And and I see when, do, look into uh, contracts because you'll be dissolving one. Make sense? Yep. Okay. Contracts. Okay. Would you please email me so that I okay. can return that email with my... Meditation. Okay. You just want to be careful. It has a sedative effect. You do not want to be handling sharp instruments or driving a car. <laughs> okay. I have to say okay. it because some people think they're going to listen to the stuff in their car and they wonder why they smack them into a fire plug. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> it has funny. a definite sedative effect. It's putting you in the alpha state, which is what you're in as you fall asleep. So, again, set those intentions. Use it. And use it to recharge and reset your adrenal glands because they, come, they become very taxed in response to the stress that you're under. And I, I feel the stress. It's, there's a giving up, a hopelessness, and, and somehow a resurging of, I need a fresh start. Yes. Okay. Definitely. You'll get it. It's up to you. I just but wanted, to, I wanted to tell you one quick thing <clears throat> you had mentioned about astrology. Um, I like to to go to Doreen Virtues. Um, I'm sorry, say YouTube. that again. Doreen Virtue. She does the angel channeling. She's like part of the Hay House authors. Doreen Virtue. She has a YouTube channel, and um, she does like a yearly uh, uh, angel card reading. And for the month of September. It's the seven of Raphael, and it says, make a decision, letting go, release, detox. Hello? Hi, Julia. I'm sorry. Skype Skype dropped me for the second time in the segment. Oh, and no. Sometimes, and sometimes it feels like I have gremlins in the computer who don't want me to give out <laughs> information, and that happens on the telephone as well. I apologize. You were talking about Doreen Virtue and YouTube. 
Yeah, she has a YouTube channel, and at the beginning of the year, she does like a, a yearly spread, and she'll put out an angel card for every month. Mm-hmm. And for the month of September, the card is the Seven of Raphael, Ooh. and it said make a decision, letting go, release, and detox. Oh, and seven so. is the number of endings and beginnings, too. It's uh, There's always... It's that circular where there are no endings and beginnings, but the ending mm-hmm. of something is a beginning, whereas nine mm-hmm. is something's really coming to an end, but you have to step up to ten. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. I didn't know she had a YouTube well, channel. Yeah. Yeah, she does, oh. like, every Sunday she'll pull a card for the – or pull three cards for the week for the beginning, middle, and the end of the week. But, yeah. yeah, at the beginning of the year she'll do, like, for every month of the year. And it's funny huh. because you had mentioned the seven-year cycle – and yeah. the card is the seven of Raphael. Seven. You know what? So. Um, I was I, I work with uh, publishers and uh, public relations people, and uh, mm-hmm. the other day in the mail I got a new deck of cards. Uh, oh, nice. To, to explore with. I don't. I haven't played with cards since 2001. I remember the day I threw those things down, um, out of frustration, and I was like, nope, I don't want cards or tools. Just talk to me, and they and they did so. Do you mind if I go grab that deck and flip out a card for you just to see what it says? Sure, and don't forget your email before I go. <laughs> oh, it's spiritualinsightsradio at gmail.com, and you can reach me okay. through the website. But hang on one second. Let me just play a commercial real quick. I'm just running. Um, okay. Let me, let me play some music. Hang on. Okay. I'm sorry. That's pretty cool music, okay. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I put that on there in case I need a minute or two to look at a dream and collect mm-hmm. my thoughts so that we didn't have dead airspace on the show. But this is a really cool deck. It's by Tori Hartman, illustrated beautifully, and it's called Chakra Wisdom Oracle Guidebook, the complete spiritual toolkit for transforming your life. I only had a few minutes when I first got it to flip some out, but I'm just curious as to what will come up for you, and it's interesting the way she breaks it down to the old chakras. Hang on one second. Mm-hmm. So, so what's, what, would, what question would I ask it? Is it um, when or should, mm. you file, file in, should you file in September? Okay. Is that the question? Go with that. Okay. Sure. Should, should Julia file in September? What is the answer to the overall? I may go even more general. Like, what is the answer for Julia's situation? These things are brand new, so they're really stiff. Yeah, you know she's a hey, uh, she's a blog talk radio show host, also. Doreen. No, the the woman who have those cards. Who Tori, Tori Hartman? Hartman. Mm-hmm. Is she really? Yeah, yeah she's you know got more a show on blog talk. Yeah, <laughs> I was part of her newsletter for a while. I never heard of but her. Yeah, she's a she's a host, a show host on blog talk. Okay, well the reason I have these cards is because so I could check them out and invite her on as a guest. Yeah, she just revamped them. She, uh, she, they were called something else before, and they redid them, and then they called them the chakra colors. I but like yeah. how she broke it up. Okay. 
This one. Ooh. Complacency. Complacency. Hmm. Yeah. Let me see what it says for that. Interesting. I am feeling the loss of my dreams. At the end of her life, she puts these little characters in there. Flo reflects on the dream she shared with her late husband to move to Florida. They never went. Um, after Flo dies, her daughter discovers that her parents had enough money to move, as she plans what to do with her inheritance. She wonders why her parents never lived their dream. This is a, a warning not to give up. Beware of coasting along in a situation that is not really what you want. You will never be fulfilled by the unmet dreams of others. So the personal inquiry is, how can I redefine my dreams? How can I stop procrastinating? Key ideas are finding self-nourishment, meaning leaving dreams unrealized, feeling depleted, time for a deep rest, lack of motivation, and holding back. Keywords, daring, indomitability, reclamation, meaning reclaim your personal power. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, I yep. appreciate you calling in and for well, your thank questions. You. Because, because um, that's an, it's not a common question that people do call in to ask, so I was happy to uh, be able to address that with some information for the other listeners. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad I got to talk to you, and thank you for all the You're insights. Welcome. I'll definitely listen back to the archive so I can yeah. kind of catch Check it, it all out. again. <laughs> so. Check it out, and um, I have interesting guest co-hosts, um, and we do A Course in Miracles, Dream Interpretation on Wednesdays, Psychic Stuff, and I, I need to figure out a good format for the guided meditation. But my email address, again, is spiritualinsightsradio at gmail.com. Okay. Email me that. Word, spiritual Insights Radio all together? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. I will send you the MP3 of the healing meditation. If, you, if there are any aches and pains in your body, you may find that they disappear altogether. Awesome. It, yeah, it works. It really works. I healed my tailbone with this. Ooh. And what else am I sending? Am, am I sending you a link to something? There was two things uh, I was sending. The, my husband has ADD. That the was link. Oh, astrology. Yeah, and astrology. I wrote the astrologyzone.net. .net, okay. And then yeah. a link. Okay, a link to Linda's site. Linda Rosenbaum is the author, and I can give you a code for you to get a small discount, okay? Okay, well, thank you. All right, you're you're quite welcome. You take care. Okay. And let you know how Thank you're doing. you. You're welcome. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. We have a little bit of time. We have. Uh, I can. I want to go just one more caller, and uh, then we have to end the segment. Uh, going to area code two one five. Hi. This is Charlotte. You're calling from Philadelphia. Yes, I am. How are you doing? My name is Susan. Hi, Susan. I grew up in South Philly. Oh wow! Not too far from me. I'm right on the outskirts of uh, like Ben Salem. Are you? Awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter, my daughter lives in um, uh, right by the prison. Um, oh God, like uh, Frankfurt, off of Frankfurt. Frankfurt. I was going to say, um, sounds like northeast. Yeah. 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 My uh, mm-hmm. my brother lives in the northeast. What can I do for you, milady? Okay, I'm sitting here writing to you about my dream. Um, I'm going to send it over to you um, so you can check that out. Um, okay. But I I was just wondering, like. Um, can you pull a couple cards for me to see what's going on? Um, or are you just doing dreams today? Because oh, no. I've been having like weird dreams. That's why I'm writing to you. The really crazy dreams. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm happy to do whatever. Really. Um. I just she was so nice. 
uh, Julia, mm-hmm. and, and then I thought, you know, I got these cards in the mail so I could consider having Tori on my show, and I really liked them, so I just was kind of playing around. If you want me to flip them out, I, I technically don't use cards. I'm a psychic medium. Um, okay, what, what, um... But go ahead and I, ask. Um, I was just wondering, you know, like, um, because I'm looking for a job, and I'm waiting for my lawsuit so I can move, because, uh, I don't know, like, what I'm writing to you on, on, on this page, I don't know because what's going on in the neighborhood, or, but I need to get money saved and get out of here, and I'm on disability, right. so, I okay. was just see anything good coming my way. Okay. I really uplift him right now. And what is your name? What can I call you? You can give me a fake name. I don't care. I usually go by Serena. Serena? Serena, yes. That's nice. Okay. So uh, what I feel, Serena, is uh, delay after delay. Is this what's happening with the lawsuit or um, promises that you – uh, uh, I want to say opportunities that come and they w- turn out to not pan out or feel like a hoax. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of frustration, a lot of frustration with delays. Okay, so with regard to we got to get that money <clears throat> lawsuit. It's going to take a little more time getting it three, so three weeks, three months. Uh, has it already been several years, like three years? It was a year in May. It was a year, so mm. I doubt tacking a three onto that it makes any sense. So I want to say three months you'll see some movement. And what is the healing information that we can do? You could absolutely try to clear the situation by sending light to all parties concerned. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, and with regard to like job stuff, I generally shy away from answering those questions because anything could change. There's a lot of variables. The reason I say that is because I could sit here and say, well, you're going to get a job offer next Thursday. Mm-hmm. And that the person who asked that question might think, well, then I don't have to do anything. And then sits home tomorrow instead of putting in the application or submitting the resume to the company who would then make that offer that I talked about. Okay. So a lot, a lot of times people take the information and say, oh, then there's nothing more for me to do. It's just going to happen. And then when it doesn't, they're mad at Charlotte. Which mm-hmm. is which is not nice. So, first, uh, I did I did flip out these cards by Tori, and the first one I got was perfection. And let's see what it says for that. Which is interesting because I haven't played with cards since two thousand one. Are you being too hard on yourself, and consequently on others? Begin to look for what's right and good in your world, and you'll see it. Um, so, what that basically means is you have to pull your focus back and focus on. Um, Seeing the situation as corrected, uh, mm-hmm. the, most, the most benevolent outcome for all involved, the most money that you can receive, and see yourself receiving it, send light to the attorney, send light to everybody, and, and just put it out there that they want to give you money so bad. You know what I mean? Okay. And that will get you yeah, over any kind of trepidation. That's what I did when we had the super moon. I got my candles, and I sat outside and I sent prayers up to the universe, you know, and um, with the delays, I'm kind of wondering if it has a lot to do with my back and maybe uh, surgery because maybe nobody will want to hire me because I just got some news from the doctor that I had, I did an EMG that they call it, I think, yesterday, and Uh he said that it's 
not good, you know, and I'm not going to know until I see my doctor next week um, if they're going to do surgery or whatever. And I'm like hoping and praying that they don't have to, but maybe that's a delay why I can't get a job right now, you know? Oh, okay. A few minutes um, ago, I got the word like mobility is a keyword for you, so it's your back. It's not being able to get up and relocate like you want to. It's about m- the mobility of your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, I understand now. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, because my, my body, I mean, my back is, like, for years it's been hurting, and they know there's a disc back there, but, like, the MRI was showing something different, and the the doctor was getting, like, obsessed when he sent me for an EMG, because I was even thinking, you know, like, nobody can see what's or how I feel my body, and sometimes I mean, it hurts so bad, like, I know a crime, when they say, you know, like, 1 to 10, and chronic pain, like this is chronic pain. I could sweep a floor and have to actually stop in my tracks. And okay. I was telling the doctor, and I said, I feel like I'm crazy because the MRI is saying one thing, and my body, I know it's something's wrong. Like my brother had surgery, and when they got in there, they didn't realize how bad he was until they got in there. Okay. And I was, telling the, I was telling the doctor yesterday, and when he did the EMG on my back, he said, like, the lines didn't even go up. You know, he said there's definitely – damage there so I, I said yeah. well what's next and he said you have to see your doctor for that you know and I'm like, right you know I'm, I mean I don't want to have surgery but if that's the route I have to go just to get this out of my back I, uh-huh. I'm to the point where yeah I, I feel it. I'm ready to do anything right now to to actually get my body back to the way I know I know I'm never going to be the way I was in my 20s or 30s but I get it. I can't. I can't sleep. I can't. You know, it's really put me in a depression because when you don't feel good, you automatically get depressed. You know. Exactly. And what I'm feeling is here's here's what I'm. Can I go in and, and tell you what I'm getting for you because it's happening on a variety of levels and I'm getting flooded with information. Um, oh sure. Always, always be aware that the body is a reflection of the mind, and back troubles are a result of not feeling supported in our life. Whether Mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, morally, financially. Okay? So then, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you've had a lot on your back for a long time, like since childhood. You've had a lot of responsibility and you had to pull, you had to raise yourself kind of thing and be independent. Oh I don't know yeah. if your parents, if one or both of your parents were alcoholics, but I feel that cold self sufficiency that a child needs to forge their own way in life and you're very tired. And I feel a despondency and a breaking down. And always striving, 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 and telling yourself it's going to get better. And then when it doesn't, you don't know what happens. So I want to answer that question. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, you had it right on the move. Go ahead. Oh, cool. So on two levels, mentally, you're feeling tired and despondent and hoping for a, um, the, the perfect outcome and not knowing how to create it but staying stuck in these emotions and these negative experiences and memories which are now trapped in your body because mm-hmm. that's what happens. It's cell memory and it, and it retains those. You've got to get that out of your system and you'll find that your back will start to feel better on its own. So I need to send you that meditation as well if you would also email me. Um, now, the, where I'm writing my dream, dream thing, I, when I brought up your page, uh-huh. do I send it on that same page or do I go somewhere else on the email you? Are you on the website or? I um well, Block Talk Radio, and then I went to a page to where, um, I guess you're asking. Let me see. Let me. What? Where you submit a dream? Yes, yes, yes. Now. Yeah, just hit submit, or, and it'll email to me. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because, okay, yeah, because, um, um, yeah, hello, dreamer. Yeah, I'm on that, that page, and then I'm writing my dream down. Yeah, um, it's a minute at the bottom, and it'll send it to me. However, I don't think we're going to have time for it. If you want to call back next week, I'm happy to go into it, because I need to help you this way now. Uh, okay. On, on a mental level, um, there is that despondency, and there is, you have to, I, how do I say this? I did get the word mobility, and so I understand that it, it does point to your body. However, it's happening on two levels, mobility, meaning you've got to get up and move and make this happen. With the disability claim, with finding a job and, and attracting that employer who would say, that's no problem, I can employ you, I'm happy to pay you, I have the same issue. But you have to create that foundation with your thoughts and beliefs, and you have to let go, you have to move into acceptance. You have to, okay. you have to take um, that your body isn't like it was in your 20s. Mine isn't either. Um, and get all of this acceptance going and, and just say, just tell yourself it's going to be okay. And you struggle for, you struggle on so many levels, like emotionally. And then there's, I feel a lot of inner crying, you know, over the past. <sighs> Write it down, let it go, do what you have to do to drop that baggage and mm-hmm. just, Go out and be glorious. But, you know, I think the disability claim is going to be helpful because it's going to open up some free time for you um, or there's some kind of opportunity for creativity. I don't know if you do, uh, like, pottery or, you know, whatever, some art or singing, whatever the creative thing is. You need that time with yourself and you need to express. And it will be very therapeutic in letting go of a lot of the trauma. Mm-hmm. Is that helpful? Now, do you... Yes. Do you do private readings? Like, um, I, I absolutely do. Um, how can I get in touch with you? Because what you said, I mean, you hit. My mother was an alcoholic, but my father was, and okay. um, but everything you said, like living on on my own, very young. I mean, you hit everything yeah. like amazing, amazing. You know, cool. um, how, how do I get in touch with you to get a private reading? You're you're on the website. Go to the products and services tab and pick the option that works for you. Okay, great. Um, you'll be hearing from me, and then I'll be sending this over to you as I well. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, thank that. you. I appreciate all your help, too, because sometimes it helps just to get all this out. You know, like you said, just start a luggage out. Just, just, and, and the meditation will help you. Um, I'll have your email. If you submitted that dream, I'll have your email address because it asked for it, didn't it? Yes. I'm still okay. writing um, my dream down, but, yes, it's asking okay. for my email address. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. so I'll look forward to that, and in, in my return email, I'll send this meditation, and like I told uh, Julia, the caller before you, all you have to yes. do is get a quiet environment, lie down, dress comfortably, close your eyes, and just follow yes. my voice. Do everything I say. You know where your third eye is, right? Yes. All right. It, it all goes uphill from there, and you're going to reset and get all this junk out of your body, a lot of these bad memories. If I can include my phone number, if you need help on developing an intention, like I forgive my parents, you know, you got to forgive them, you got to forgive the situation, and then you have to forgive yourself for disapproving okay. of the way they took care of you. Because on any level, any parent is doing the best that they can. It doesn't mm-hmm. always match our fantasy of what they should have done, and that's where the forgiveness is needed. Make sense? Okay. Yes, it makes sense. Okay. All right. Thank so, you. so you'll we be getting. My email, um, as soon as I'm done writing it, because uh, okay. I wrote half of it while you were talking to Julie. Okay. Okay? Good. I oh, my God, it. thank nice you very much. You. You're amazing. It was oh. nice talking to you, too. Okay, I'll talk to you soon, and um, okay. 
uh, we'll go from there. We'll, we'll get you fixed up, okay? All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. So, bye-bye. Well, this has been an interesting segment, very interesting. Um, cars are kind of cool, so I will be inviting this person onto my show to talk about them. I like the way she put them together, um, even though I, I, I didn't really use them. Um, I thank you for tuning in and taking time out of your busy day. I hope that there was uh, information in the segment that would help you on your own journey, if that is um, the case. Um, blessings to everyone. If you have a question, if you'd like to submit a dream, go to spiritualinsightsradio.weebly.com. That is my temporary website, and you can submit a dream. You can also, like Shireen is, is, will be doing, is going over the products and services that I provide, uh, which are many. And if you'd like to have a private consultation about a dream, because it's shocking or embarrassing, if that option works for you, feel free to get in touch with me. Um, private readings are available. I am a psychic medium. I um, have a, quite a bit of skill. The only thing I don't like to answer is when people ask me, when will I have a new relationship? And I'll tell you that reason why. Just like with the job thing, um, there are many variables. But in, in my experience, when people ask me, when am I going to meet somebody new, what they're really asking me is, when am I going to meet somebody who will save me from myself? And to those people who are not currently attached, I say that, that there is a reason for that and that there is work to be done. And if you want to attract somebody to you, you must raise your vibrational frequency to attract the kind of person that you want. Otherwise, you will only attract more of what you've gotten away from because that vibration hasn't changed. And um, I can talk about this in depth in other, um, in other segments, but you basically want to really start letting go, forgiving, forgive ex-partners, do all that stuff. Raise your vibrational frequency so that you are prepared to receive the kind of person you're wishing would come to you. Only then can you summon them. And I use the word summon because that's what we do with people. When there's an issue we need to work on, People who resonate with that issue, such as a fear of abandonment, you're going you're to attract somebody who is not emotionally available. And that is an opportunity for you to work on that issue. It's not punishment, and it's not to say you're not worthy. You are certainly worthy of a healthy, lasting relationship. However, we have to clear out the junk, get rid of the baggage in order to attract the person that we want and keep the person that we want because we need to... Um, um, we need to rearrange our thoughts and beliefs so that uh, it is a healthy, sustainable relationship that brings you nothing but joy. Okay, well, that's all I'll say on that, but do go to the website and, and see if there's something you'd like to uh, consult with me on. Uh, every week, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Please share on your social media for me if you would support me in the show. Uh, share links, tell people about it. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm thinking of adding a Saturday afternoon segment. Uh, my Saturdays are generally booked with readings. So in a couple of weeks, you know, once I get beyond my schedule that's already booked, maybe I can take one of those hours and add an additional segment for those of you who are at work um, or otherwise occupied during the day. And if Saturday is a better uh, chance for you to talk to me, um, I'm open to considering that and rearranging my schedule a little bit. It would just take you know, one hour, maybe an hour and a half, whatever amount of time, and then I can schedule readings around that um, so that I'm not disappointing my clients. So anyway, thank you once again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. My name is Charlotte Spicer. 
follow spiritual insights for uh, notifications on upcoming segments on A Course in Miracles. Uh, Psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. We talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, Again, the dream interpretation, and we have wonderful authors. And I'll be talking to some pretty amazing people over the next few months. Um, The show is booked through November. So um, stay tuned for that. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.